Hello and welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mack. Today we're going to talk smoking again, and this time we're going to tell you how to smoke a pork tenderloin, which is not a thing that people generally smoke, I've discovered. How we got started ourselves in smoking a pork tenderloin is I went to a local store to get, um, I was looking to get a brisket. I had never smoked a brisket, and I thought, I'm going to go get a brisket and try that. And then when I saw the price on the brisket, I passed out right there on the floor in front of the meat cooler. (laughs) And when I came to, I said, I am not smoking a brisket. (laughs) They're so expensive. And it's not even that good of a cut of meat, which we, I, I don't even want to get into it with the brisket people. But we, We've discussed this before with other, <laughs> other you know, vegetables, meats, etc. So anyway, I looked on the shelf above the briskets and they had these whole pork tenderloins that were about two feet long and they were a third the price of the brisket. And I said, huh, wonder if you can smoke a pork tenderloin. So I bought one. Well, when I got home and started looking into it, I found that it's not a popular choice for smoking. Well, when you smoke meats, you want to have something that has a high fat content in the meat itself so that it doesn't dry out and that it gets tender and, and that sort of thing. But, but I've smoked several pork tenderloins now since I did the first one, so I've discovered a couple things about them. They're a really good thing. First of all, they're cost-effective, okay? A lot of people like to smoke uh, pork butt because it has a more uh, marbled texture to the meat. It's a lot higher fat content. And that's what you can use for typically what people use for pulled pork is uh, pork butt. So think ham, you know. So And I've also smoked uh, fresh ham. You can buy a fresh ham roast, usually from a specialty butcher. You can get those and do them yourselves, and they're really good too. But I tried this pork tenderloin, and the first time I tried it, I just I went real basic on it. So I just put a rub on it, let it rest for a little while, and then smoked it, and just smoked it until it came up to temperature, and it was fantastic. It was, uh, you, you can't, you're not going to shred it. You're not going to do anything like that, but you slice it, and it is... So it was so moist and so flavorful and also so tender that it, it's just amazing how good it is. So I highly recommend smoking a pork tenderloin. There's a lot of things you could do with it. One is um, what we did. We basically just sliced it and ate it, which is I, I think this is going to be every barbecue or every smoker episode we do. That's what it's going to be. We smoked a whole fill in the blank and then we cut it up and ate it. That's so, the classic Mackinellan move, yeah. though. We just smoke a thing, we eat it, no sides, nothing. No sides. No plates, just pick no it out plate. of the dish. We just cut it off and eat it. <laughs> so that's what we did with the first one, and it was so amazingly tender. I mean, it was really good. But then when we did the second one, we planned on doing it, and I sliced it very thin, and then we used it on sandwiches. So it, it was sliced like about, oh, a sixteenth of an inch thick you know, like thin, a very thin slice, which you were able to do. And it sliced really nicely. And then I just sliced the whole thing up real thin. And we um, used it on a sandwich bun with barbecue sauce. And it was really good. So I smoked several of them in the basic way. And then I found this really more 
intense recipe that I did, and it was awesome. So I'm going to give you both the basic doing a pork tenderloin, and then I'm going to give you the more intense, laborious, out-of-this-world tenderloin. So I can honestly say the the out-of-this-world tenderloin was yet another where we just cut it up and ate it, and it was, you know... (laughs) We told people about it, but they didn't really get to try it because, you know. So my husband and I ate a pound and a half of pork tenderloin ourselves. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So we're going to have to start an exercise <laughs> podcast after this. <laughs> <I know. laughs> we had the meat sweats. Oh, but this is, um, I, like I'd said before, uh, we have a, an electric master-built smoker, and it works really nice. We like using it. We've tried, as I'd said before, we've smoked on a um, charcoal grill. I've used a charcoal grill to smoke. I've used a propane-powered smoker and the electric smoker. And we kind of like the simplicity, ease of use of the electric smoker. And also, my husband really likes that he can walk away from it. And even though he doesn't walk away from it that much, he likes to be able to walk away from it and do other things, you know, and go back. So it's nice like that. This is the basic pork tenderloin. You don't have to get a, a, an enormous one, a, enormous pork tenderloin, but we've found that the local restaurant supply store that we go to, you can get it very reasonably priced. So what I usually do is buy one that's about a three-pound pork tenderloin, and then I cut it in half or into three segments and then freeze one or two and smoke the other, you know. So it, And it's actually kind of nice to do that because you get – you know, you figure if you if you buy the larger one, you can get one to two more meals out of that. So it works out kind of nice. So anyway, so you get your you're going to get your uh, pork tenderloin, and usually there's not a lot of work involved with prep on a pork tenderloin. There may possibly be a strip of fat on it or something of that nature that you might want to trim off or not, whatever you want to do. But just get it out of the package, rinse it and pat it dry. And then you use a couple of tablespoons of your favorite barbecue rub, whatever you like to use. I used one at the time and you can get the, I believe you can get this online, but this is a Pittsburgh based company. It's called 412, the Smoky City. And they have a variety of barbecue rubs, so I used one of their rubs. Anything that is a rub for pork is fine to use. So just put probably three to four tablespoons of barbecue rub on, I would say, one to one and a half pound pork tenderloin section. Now, it doesn't matter if it's a dry rub or a wet rub. I would use a dry rub for this. This is a dry rub. So use get your dry rub, rub your meat And you can either put it in a glass baking dish and cover it and put it in the refrigerator or wrap it in plastic wrap, put it in the refrigerator and let it sit for maybe an hour, hour, two hours in there with the rub on it. And in the meantime, you can get your smoker all set up. And we like to use apple wood to smoke with mainly because one, we have uh, our house is in the middle of an ancient apple orchard. So there's a lot of apple trees around to use, like 30 foot tall apple trees I'm talking. So <laughs> we're, 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 we have that blessing. So that's what we typically use is apple wood. Any fruit wood is good for smoking pork. You can also use 
like maple or hickory chips or something like that with it. But you don't, if you have the wood available to you, use what you have, you know? Um, and, and if you don't buy the chips that you like, I don't recommend, especially on pork, I don't recommend ever using mesquite or anything like that, but definitely, uh, maple or hickory would be good and it would give it a nice flavor, but the fruit woods are also good too. So anyway, we used apple. So what you want to do is have your smoker ready to go, heat it up to 225 degrees and get some smoke going in there and then get your pork tenderloin that you have had rubbed and everything and put it directly on the rack and you want to smoke it until the internal temperature is 145 to 150 and this usually, I'm going to say depending on the size of your tenderloin would probably take three to five hours Once your meat is at temp, you don't have to let it sit while it is at temp, but once your meat gets to temp, this is what we did. As soon as it got to the internal temperature that we wanted it at, we took our electronic temperature probe, which I've also recommend that everyone get one. They make such great variety of these electronic temperature probes. They have them that look like a fork. They have them that you have a handheld section and a little springy cord that goes out with a probe on the end that you can use. There's a type that's just like a long probe that you can use. But these things are fantastic, especially for the smoker. They're absolutely fantastic. Not that there's anything wrong with a dial thermometer, but everybody thinks the electronic is way cooler. So no pressure there, no pressure. So once your tenderloin is to temperature, double check it in several locations to make sure the whole thing is up to temperature. Take it out, wrap it in foil, and let it rest on your cutting board for about 15 minutes, and then slice it and serve it. And it is phenomenal. So that is the basic pork tenderloin recipe. I wanted to look into doing pork with a brine because I kind of like brines, you know, they're, they're a neat way to flavor the meat and, and make it very tender. Not that you need to do that with a tenderloin, but I thought I would try it on the tenderloin before I progressed onto other pork items that I wanted to smoke. So I, uh, I found a great brine recipe and I was looking at it and I thought, oh, I can do this. I can do this brine recipe, but I don't have one of these ingredients. One of the ingredients for the brine recipe I found was Dale's sauce. I never heard of Dale's sauce. Now, if you live in the South, you probably know all about it, and you've used it your entire life, as did everyone else in your family. Um, But it's apparently Dale's sauce is this thing that you use to make brines and um, marinades and put it on whatever you're eating and that kind of thing. It's sort of like ketchup is in... uh, Pittsburgh. It's that kind of, <laughs> it's that kind of a condiment, Dale sauce. So I'm looking, I'm like, oh, I wonder if I can substitute something or what is this Dale sauce? I try to well it turns out Dale sauce is pretty much soy sauce that someone tweaked with a bunch of other seasonings. Okay. I found a recipe for making Dale sauce, is what I found in my research. So I'm going to share that recipe with you. Sorry, Dale. But <laughs> it's a good thing we're not doing a catch-up episode. You, you would be in big trouble in Pittsburgh giving out that recipe. 
<laughs> well, I'm giving out this. This is an ingredient in the brine that we're going to make. So I had to find a recipe for Dale's sauce, and this is what I found. And you need one cup total for what we are going to make. This recipe makes slightly over a cup, and I just went ahead and used the whole recipe because it's just very slightly over one cup. Here is the recipe for Dale's sauce, okay? You need one cup of soy sauce, uh, low-sodium I would recommend using a low-sodium soy sauce just because you don't need to add a bunch of salt to whatever, everything you're doing, you know. But whatever soy sauce you have, that's, you know, that's my motto. <laughs> Use what you have. Don't go buy something special. So one cup of soy sauce, one-fourth teaspoon of liquid smoke, two tablespoons of Worcestershire sauce, one-fourth teaspoon of ground ginger, one-fourth teaspoon of salt, three-fourths teaspoon of sugar, a dash of pepper, a dash of paprika, and a half teaspoon of garlic powder. And mix those up well, and that is Dale's sauce. There you go. Now you have just made Dale's sauce. Now we're going to take our Dale's sauce, and we're going to make a brine with it. So here's your brine for pork. And the recipe that I found had some seasonings in it. I, you know, when I look at a recipe, which one of the reasons I started this podcast was because I was getting so disgusted with finding recipes in cookbooks and online and in newspapers that were not good recipes. So for example, you find a recipe for something that you want to make, you try it and it's terrible. And it makes me so mad because it just makes me think that people are publishing recipes that they've never tried because if, I think if you tried the recipe and it was terrible, you wouldn't publish it, right? Hopefully. But sometimes you find recipes for things that have the wrong seasonings in them. And you think, that seasoning isn't going to go well with such and such. Well, I found this brine recipe and it had a lot of seasonings in it that I thought would not enhance the flavor of the pork loin or any of the other ingredients, they're not going to enhance each other. So I leave them out. So what I did was trimmed a lot out of this brine recipe, although I kept the Dale sauce because I thought that's too unique. I'm not going to get rid of Dale sauce. So here's the brine for our pork. We want to take two quarts of water and put them into a large pot. Okay. We're going to add one cup or so of Dale sauce and by the way, if you happen to actually have Dale sauce or access to Dale sauce, use that. Don't make your own. But we just made our own because I was not going to order it online. It was very expensive to order online. So two quarts of water, one cup of Dale sauce, a half cup of real maple syrup, not maple syrup made from corn syrup with maple flavoring added. I mean real maple syrup. Uh, Two-thirds cup of brown sugar one teaspoon of cracked black pepper, one tablespoon of sage, three bay leaves, five garlic cloves minced. And you're going to bring that to a boil. Hang on, hang on. Yes. Garlic and maple syrup? Oh, yeah, baby. And oh. a soy sauce? Just wait. I know. Doesn't it sound crazy? Yeah. <laughs> 
That's why I had to try the recipe because I thought, this sounds crazy. I don't think this is going to be good. So I had to try it. But I did remove a couple of the spices because I thought those are going to be bad in there. All those things together don't go together. So I, I tried to keep the things that went together. Okay. Except for the Dale sauce. I don't know. Anyway, trust me, it's delicious. So anyway, you're going to take that brine and boil it, bring it to a boil, shut it off and let it cool. Probably would take, I want to say like an hour for it to cool. If you want it to cool faster, you could set the pan in the sink with cold water in it, but it's going to take a little while. Now, here's what I did. This recipe for brine is for a four to five pound pork tenderloin, okay? I took my delicious and massively large pork tenderloin and I rinsed it off and cleaned it and prepped it, trimmed the fat off of it, any of the shiny stuff on there, I trimmed that off, got it all ready to go, okay? I get it, I got my brine cool, I put my pork tenderloin into a, I had this deep glass baking dish. (laughs) Because tenderloins are long, you know? So I had this really big glass baking dish. And I put the tenderloin in that, and then I poured the brine over it and covered it with plastic wrap and put it in the refrigerator, and I let that in the brine all night, okay? So if you don't have something like that, you could brine it in a heavy bag. That always works really well. Or you could just brine it in the pot that the brine was prepared in and kind of curl your pork loin around. That works too. But I just used a really big baking dish. Okay, now... Once you're, when you're ready to prep this, did I give you the name of this? I didn't even give you the name of this, did I? No. What is the name of this mystery dish? Okay. This is called maple bacon smoked pork loin. Are we adding bacon in addition to the pork loin? Oh, there's bacon. Maple bacon smorked, oh my God, (laughs) smorked, maple bacon smoked pork loin. I also didn't give you an ingredients list either because I think I got really into the Dale sauce and it kind of went off there. So you need more maple syrup, by the way. (laughs) You're going to need a pound of bacon. You're going to need a pound of bacon and a lot of maple syrup. Is that good? That's what I'm all out of order. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You'd think I'd be good at this at this point, but it's not going to ever happen. So let's not even think about it. All right. (laughs) Ah, So you're going to let your pork loin brine overnight. You're going to get it out. I would say if it's not going to be overnight, you want to leave it at least eight hours in that brine. So you could technically do this in the morning and then get it ready. To get it ready for smoking, what you're going to do is get it out of the brine, rinse it off, pat it dry, and put it on a cutting board, okay? So we're going to be doing some work to it. Now, you're going to season your pork loin, which has been in the brine, with by sprinkling it with a little bit of onion powder and a little bit of garlic powder. So I would say like a teaspoon of each sprinkle on your pork loin, or more, however much you like it. Now, here comes the fun part. This is the assembly. Maybe like a cup of maple syrup into a dish and get your bacon. And you want to dip the bacon into the maple syrup, and we're going to wrap it around the pork loin. Oh, wait. First, more maple syrup. First, we're going to take some maple syrup and 
spread it on the pork loin and rub it all into the pork loin. So it's all nice and maple syrupy. This is a real messy. This is the messiest this is messy. recipe yet. This is messy. So you're going to take your you're going to take your pork tenderloin and you're going to put some onion and garlic powder on it and rub it with maple syrup so it's all nice and maple syrupy. And then you're going to take your bacon strips and you're going to dip them in maple syrup and wrap them around the pork loin. And you want to stretch the bacon a little bit so it's kind of like wrapped tight on there. And use toothpicks to hold it in place. I would get a reasonably, you can use thin or thick sliced bacon. I use thick and it was a little bit hard to work with. So I would recommend, um, well, like I said, use whatever you want. Use whichever one you want to. But if you pull the bacon and stretch it a little bit, it it kind of shrinks down when you cook it, so it actually works really nice when you do that. Get some toothpicks to hold it all in place, you know. I had like 7,000 toothpicks in my pork loin, okay? So you're going to wrap the whole thing with bacon, toothpick it in place, and then what I did was I took some more of the maple syrup that was left in the bowl and I poured it over the top of the bacon and got it on there real good, and then I sprinkled some cracked black pepper on top of that. Okay. Then I let it sit as I got my smoker ready. I preheated the smoker to 225 again, good temperature. And then we used apple wood, of course, and we put our pork loin in the smoker and uh, put the temperature probe into it. And we smoked it until it reached 150 degrees internal temperature, which took about five hours. Okay. I have a technical question. Yes. Uh, for the basic pork loin, you said to put it directly on the rack. Yes. Since this is drenched in syrup, <laughs> should you put it on a tray of some kind? Nope. nope. Right on the rack. Right on the rack. Okay. Boy, was it sticky. That's it a was, lot of cleanup. Listen, <laughs> it was sticky. I can tell you that. Okay. And we it took about five hours to get this up to 150 degrees internal temperature. It, it, wait, do you see the pictures of it? Because it's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. It is the, this is one of the, this was really good. It was really good. And it's, what's so cool about it is as it smokes the bacon, the bacon kind of adds some flavor a little bit there, but the bacon itself tasted so good because it pretty much sucked up the maple syrup, which was, I don't even know how that works, but it did it. And it was so good, and it actually got crispy and smoked, and it was really, really good. So you're going to smoke that until it gets to the 150-degree internal temperature. And like I said with the other one, you want to check it in a couple of places, you know, check that temperature. And then when it gets to temp, same thing, you're going to take it out, wrap it in foil, and let it rest for about 15 minutes before you slice it and serve it. And you really don't want to eat anything else with this because I'm telling you, you will eat this. This this is so good. This was really, really good. And we used probably, we probably went to the three to four pound size pork loin with this. It wasn't quite as big as the recipe called for. And and it, it was just, it was delicious. It was absolutely delicious. We sliced it in about... I, I actually sliced this into about half inch slices because I was trying to keep a good bit of bacon with it. And it, it was so, it was so tender and flavorful. The brine was very, very good. The brine worked really well with it. It really gave it a nice flavor, but it wasn't overpowering. The maple syrup, 
I was wondering myself what the maple syrup would do, and it, it was really good. It almost was like the meat absorbed it. That's what it seemed like to me. I know the bacon absorbed it because I saw it do it, but it was almost like the meat absorbed it. And this was really tasty. So I definitely recommend the maple bacon smoked pork loin. Um, it's definitely worth the effort and mess and stickiness. Absolutely delicious. However, the regular plain smoked pork loin is also very good. And like I said, if you do, you know, I mean, really... If you do the smaller cut of pork, it doesn't take as long. So if you're doing like a one and a half to two pound pork loin, you know, and it's going to be three hours in there, that's that's very doable for dinner, very doable for a party, you know. So it, it, this this was really good. And if you want an excuse to have people over and feed them pork wrapped in bacon, you know, it's definitely, definitely worthwhile. So delicious. I can't say it enough. I was actually just thinking, geez, I, I, I need to smoke another one of those pork loins. That was really good. I hope if you're smoking, um, if you smoke, if you have a smoker or um, any type of a smoker, big green egg, whatever you have, if you want to try this, I would definitely recommend trying it. It was really good. And like I said, pork tenderloins are so cost effective right now. I, I love that. I just think it's so weird what's, what people, what's expensive to me in grocery. What's expensive and what isn't is just so weird. So, hey, whatever, you know. But find a, a good supplier and get yourself a pork loin and smoke it. And make sure to check us out online on Facebook and Instagram as Mary Mac Bakehouse, on Twitter at Mary Mac Podcast and Mobile Mary Mac, and on our website, MaryMacPodcast.com. Oh, and hey, kids, this weekend... It's September 2019, in case, you know, anybody wonders. But this weekend, September 28th and 29th, Mary Mac Bakehouse will be at the Spurduti's Farm Market Fall Festival in Lawrence County, Pennsylvania. So if you're in western Pennsylvania or eastern Ohio and you want to do something really fun next weekend, come out and see us. We will have all sorts of delicious baked goods and delicious hot pierogies for you to enjoy and I know you'll love them, because we all love them. So stop in at Spurduties and say hi. Thanks a lot for listening if you did. And if you didn't, too bad for you.